So what is going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of 9to5Mac Overtime. I'm your co-host, Fernando, and this is... Jeff, what's up, guys? How you doing? How you all doing? Now, another week, another week is coming gone, and we were, we were talking earlier. It was a little bit of a quieter week, especially comparatively to the last few, you know? It was, yeah. This is episode number, is it not? Nine? I think so, nine. Yeah. We're creeping up on that double-digit number here soon. Yeah. You know? A, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that for sure. No, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but even though it was kind of quiet, I mean, we had some eventful weeks. You know, we had a couple of videos that came out and kind of want to discuss that. And then also some things to look forward to. We're already in March, which is wild. So I don't know if somebody wants to name a month. Is it March Timber? Or, or what is it? Tech Tarch? <laughs> you know, when starts, stuff starts to release. But uh, but yeah, man, tell the people what you, were, what you had going on this week. Vision Pro stuff, like still working on that. And mm-hmm. I am keeping the Vision Pro, just to FYI. Um, so my actual last day to return it was yesterday. So I decided, Hey, well, hang on to it. Take the plunge. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, it's getting better, uh, as far mm-hmm. as app app support and stuff like that. There's a lot of cool apps that are coming out and I just feel like this is just the beginning and there's going to be a lot, um, at WWDC that that's going to make it a better experience. I would imagine we're, we're, yeah, for sure. we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm definitely getting a, I'm getting a little bit of FOMO. Like I'm, I'm on Twitter a lot and I see people like creating applications, like very useful, like utility type applications. Mm-hmm. I saw one the other day and maybe we should do a little segment next week and highlight a couple of good ones. Um, but I saw one that was cool where you could use your iPhone keyboard as like to replace the actual virtual keyboard that pops up in the Vision Pro and then people being able to also mirror their iPhone so they can actually see what's going on instead of seeing the blurred version through the Vision Pro. Uh-huh. So, uh, some cool stuff coming out for sure. Yeah, I need to check those out. So I, I need this <laughs> week is the the review f- for sure. I'm putting a hard deadline on my review. Um, um, I'm, so hold, I'm holding need, to it. Yeah, I need to Leave get that out because I want there, people. Yeah, because it's like preventing me from like really like dabbling in other yeah. things. So you know how like when something's hanging over your head and you're like, oh, I have to finish this first. I can't really. Yeah, it'll be worth yeah, the wait so, though. Yeah, sure. hopefully. hopefully. I know Jeff. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. And then also with like uh, even accessories, more accessories are coming out. Like Spigen sent me their carrying case, which again, I, f- I think I'm going to end up just going back to the Apple store and picking one up, man. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Because again, the FOMO is real. Like it's such a young product that it's just people are still trying to figure it out, how it fits in. Yeah. I mean, there was no question about like what it could do and how powerful it was. It was just more so the the social aspect of it and just like having it on your face that I think over time, just like we got used to like walking into a Starbucks and now everybody's on their phone looking down, you know, we're probably yeah. going to get used to everybody having uh, some sort of VR, AR glass. I don't know about that, man. I think that's like, I, yeah. You think there's, there's, le- there's levels to this? You know, there's levels to this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like it's one thing to, because I mean, you think about like in, <clears throat> even before phones, like people were reading books, right? Like, like True. there was, like you had your That's head down point. looking at a book, but to have like your face covered, your eyes covered out in public on a regular mm-hmm. basis and seeing everyone else do that, that just seems super weird. Like, I know it's a definitely like a dystopian thing. Like we're in that ready, sure. we're, we're about to cross into that ready player one moment where people are just like living in stacked trailer houses trying to escape their life. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't see myself ever using the vision pro out in public like that. The only way I could see myself using it is on a plane. That's, pretty yeah. much it like i for sure yeah or at a hotel like in my hotel room i can't see myself using this out in public i just 
I can never, yeah. I don't think I could ever get over the stigma of looking like a complete dork, 100%. even though I already look like a dork. I don't want to look like more of a dork, right? Yeah. So I need the less dorkishness uh, in my life. But yeah, I just, I feel like it would be hard to to overcome that, that stigma. I mean, I'm telling you, man, I, I feel like, I don't know, like in five, 10 years, it could be a little bit more normalized and you might not feel dorkish or as dorky, you know? But, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it evolves over time. In my yeah. opinion, you know, yeah. we'll see how it goes. We'll see. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's the Vision Pro. So, I mean, if you guys have some last second questions or comments before, you know, Jeff puts that thing out, definitely leave them in the comments here and we'll, we'll take a look at them. And he'll For answer sure. those questions in that video. But, uh, but, yeah, let's get into this week, man. Uh, I know that iOS 17.4, I think it was RC came out, the release yeah. candidate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was that? Good. It's uh, pretty stable. Um, so I did a roundup of all the features in 17.4. Of course you have all the EU DMA stuff, uh, which I didn't really get into because I'm not in the EU, but, Mm -hmm. uh, there were some really cool features that I wanted to highlight. Podcast transcription is really cool. Like that sounds like just the name podcast transcription doesn't sound that exciting, but it's actually really well implemented. Um, so it's like the lyrics in Apple music where, mm-hmm. you know, the lyrics are real time and they, they sync along with the actual song. Um, this syncs along with the podcast and the transcription is wildly accurate. Like even yeah. my Kentucky twang, it, it's, has no problem, <laughs> has no problem differentiating that and, and actually Kentucky having twang. accurate, having accuracy there. So no, yeah, it's definitely impressive. It's definitely impressive. And it's like one of those features where, uh, it, it, you immediately feel like it was it's been there for forever like it was just that's when you know it's like a good feature you know immediately being there and the fact that from an accessibility standpoint it's there it tracks everything super accurately and even no matter how long or short the podcast is it works just as well as the lyrics that are put put in there and uh and it's done automatically right like yeah. as a creator as a podcast person you don't have to transcribe it yourself or do anything additional it's just there which makes it yeah. awesome yeah, and there's like transcription services that you used to have to pay for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rev.com <laughs> being one of them. I used to pay for like my YouTube videos to get them transcribed. Uh, yeah. And it would be like 50, 60, 70 bucks to get that. Yeah. It was by a real human that would sit there and transcribe my oh, video. Wow. And they would often get it wrong. Like they would often get stuff I'd said wrong. Whereas this is extremely accurate and you can just tap and it will just jump right to that section. It even has the, um, the chapters like highlighted as broken up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really nice. Uh, you can search in there. Uh, so it's just mm-hmm. like for a podcast, you know how, like, just think about like if I said something in this podcast, like, um, I don't know. Uh, think on your feet. You got to think on your feet. Gardenia. <laughs> I'm just looking at this yeah. <laughs> candle. I got on clearance at world market. It's yeah. called a white gardenia. So if you want to search for the word gardenia, I'm thinking it'll get that right. And you yeah. can find that right in the in the podcast app. No, for sure. Which is cool. The, the one thing that I want them to add, which I'm sure it'll come eventually, the same way that they do with the Apple Music lyrics, when it's like a, a duet or there's multiple people in a song, it'll let you know like who's singing. I would love that to come to also to the podcast portion of, trans, of transcription. Because as of right now, I believe it's just like one ongoing transcription. It wouldn't say like Fernando said this or Jeff said this. Uh, so I think that'll come in the future, but that'd be something cool that Apple could add into the podcast transcriptions. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think, yeah, it would, um, huh. I guess you would have to like say who's who, um, maybe. Yeah. Or it'll like have to determine that it's two different voices. I saw something mm-hmm. posted. I think it was, a uh, Steven Robles on Twitter that, uh, he uses a combination of both now this new Apple 
podcast transcription and then Riverside, which is what we're using right now. Riverside can do the actual individual people that are speaking. So he kind of just yeah. like consolidates them together and then it gets put, put into Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Another top feature was uh, Apple Cash virtual card number. So now you can use your Apple Cash card like a like a regular credit card. Um, oh, interesting. You okay. can generate a you can generate a virtual card number, and it even has Safari autofill support. So, like, you tap the little autofill, and it actually even shows your balance for Apple Card right oh, there on the autofill okay. button, which is really neat. Um, yeah. So that's handy. That makes Apple Card or the Apple Cash. I keep saying Apple, Apple Card. card. Yeah. Different. <laughs> Apple yeah. Card, Apple Cash Card. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of a difference, but it makes that card that much more useful, right? Then they're going into like almost full financial services mode here now, which is not, I mean, it's not super surprising, but I, I definitely think that the Apple, the cash card or debit card, or whatever it's called, is definitely a very underrated thing. How it's For like sure. you easily have money in there immediately. You can pull money in, pull money out. And if you have it with a savings account, you can literally pull money out of your savings account and within a split second be using that money via Apple Pay with the Apple cash card. Let, right? so let me hold something, yeah. man. Let me yeah. hold something. <laughs> It could be a slippery slope. It might, like the money is almost too accessible, but it's it is cool how it's so you know so quick to get done. Like you buy buy yourself a Vision Pro with the Apple Card, you get three percent cash back. Boom! That same day you're spending that hundred dollars on yeah. the Apple Cash Card. Yeah, so, for sure. They're going with it. And then we have music recognition update. So you know the built-in integrated Shazam recognition uh, now has a little ellipsis button in the upper right-hand corner. When you tap that, you can now add the recognized song directly to your Apple music library, or you can add it directly to okay. a playlist or that's nice. If you're listening to classical music, it's smart enough to recognize, Hey, do you want to add this to Apple music classical as well? So pretty, nice. pretty slick. Do you still use that app or how, do you even use Apple classical? Yeah. All the time actually. Oh, do yeah. you really? Yeah. Cause look, I got this book. Um, Talk to me, bring it over. A friend gave me this book. So it's called Year of Wonder. That's kind of okay. geek. It's kind of geeky, but um, <laughs> it is um, classical music to enjoy day by day. So literally every single oh. day from January. Uh, so today is, was it March 1st? Mm-hmm. So the song I need to listen to today is something all through the night. It is traditional welsh classical song so it gives you like some background of the song okay um and it tells you like like some of the history of the song the composer and stuff like that but there's literally a song for every single day of the week so i use alpha music classical a lot yeah it is very much though yeah shout out to whoever whoever got you that yeah for sure (laughs) shout out nice no yes i mean that's something that i don't really use i guess i didn't grow up on classical music and i didn't play any instruments unfortunately but I guess, yeah, it's, get, it's definitely getting good use. So it's a good idea that Apple kind of separated that into its own little app. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, there's other things. Stolen device protection was updated to have the, um, to be enforced that one hour delay when not in a familiar location. So you can okay. enable that. And then there's battery health updates. I think we talked about that last week where mm-hmm. it incorporates like your um, cycle count, your manufactured date, your first use date, and it gives you a, just a battery health score, like normal uh, just like the Mac, and it'll nice. uh, it'll do that. So that's a little bit um, updated as well for iPhone 15 users only, though. Okay. So so that's on iPhone 15 like lineup feature that's yeah. only available for those devices. 
But yeah, lots of other stuff as well. Uh, tons of other stuff, actually. If you want to see the full video, I'll have it linked in the description. And you'll be able to click. I always hate doing that. Like, where do you click? I think it's uh, right the, here. The card you click right somewhere? here. Yeah, you click right <laughs> here. This little card that appeared right here. You just click that guy and you can watch that video. But come back to the show. Come back to the show, though. Afterwards. Or finish the show and then go. You know, yeah, one, one or the other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that should be out, I think, next week to the public, right? Around Tuesday, yes. maybe? So in other news, one of the big news, which I didn't really realize was going to be such big news, uh, but like the Apple Car Project being totally canceled. I didn't realize how much money Apple had invested in R&D already. They were saying something in the tens of billions of dollars, which is wild. <laughs> All right? <laughs> For you to just squash a program like that, that's, I mean, you're sitting on some cash. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. I mean... It's def- it definitely makes sense because like Apple's already so integrated into the Apple CarPlay features and everybody. Def- I mean, aside from like maybe like tes- Tesla owners and things like that, most people default to CarPlay as like the infotainment system because it's better than ninety nine point nine percent of whatever any other manufacturer is making. So they probably thought to themselves like, why mess with the hardware of a car and all that comes with that, right? And let's just people are using CarPlay anyway, and manufacturers are partnering up with us anyway. Let's just control the car from a software standpoint and let them deal with the hardware. Which I guess is like a, a smart move. Yeah, to a degree, but, but then we started hearing about certain companies like getting away from CarPlay, wanted to do their own thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, and Apple is traditionally like they like to control the whole stack, but in this case, yeah. they don't. So, it's it's not surprising, but also surprising. It's surprising to think about how many billions were were invested in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I'm not shocked that it was canceled just because, like, this feels like it's been going on forever and there's very little yeah. progress actually being made. Like, I wonder, because obviously, like, Apple has their standard of doing things. Like, I wonder what, what the biggest uh, hurdle was. Like, why did they stop? Was it something that wasn't working? Like, there was a, apparently there was a leak that they were trying to replace the steering wheel with Siri, <laughs> which is absurd. I could barely, I can't even ask a follow-up question to Siri right now. As much, as much as we love Apple, Siri's the one piece where it's like, I don't know if I would trust her right now, <laughs> especially now with my life in a car. Siri, take me to Disney World, and then you would be like in like Death Valley, um, yeah. Las, Las Vegas or something. But yeah, no, it literally reminded me of when Michael Scott was uh, <laughs> using a GPS for the first time and drove yeah. right into a lake. Yeah. Yeah, who, who knows what the actual determining factor was? Maybe they were just they're done bleeding money, done with the R&D. Uh, and like I said, maybe they're just like, let's just focus on CarPlay and control manufacturers and from a software standpoint. Because I'm sure to at, to some extent, at one point, CarPlay will be enough to, you know, help with full self-driving or keeping lane keep assist and things like that. Because I'm sure Apple's collecting a lot of data. Someone made a good point that maybe the, um, the fact that Apple was making a hardware, like a physical car, um, mm-hmm. was making manufacturers, auto traditional automakers, nervous and was making them want to steer away from using Apple CarPlay. So maybe this would actually make it so that more car or traditional automakers will like be back on board. They're, they won't have yeah. that, that feeling of there's a threat. Um, For sure. So, Oh yeah. Like imagine the competition that they were feeling or the monkey on the back that was like getting heavier and heavier with like Apple stepping into the car industry. I mean, there's so many things that I would love to have known. And maybe, who knows, maybe Apple will come back around at some point. But imagine, like, the car that would come out of that that manufacturing plant. Probably pretty pristine. <laughs> I, I, but I can't, I keep 
remembering that meme where the car's flipped upside down and it's yeah. like has, has a lightning port plugged in. Yeah, somehow like, it'll still like be this guy. It'll use like the imagine how many pin connectors, like you know the Vision Pro with the yeah. dev strap. Imagine how yeah. many pin connectors you would need to charge that thing. Quite a few, uh, right? But uh, but yeah, I mean that's the Apple Car news, and it was a much uh, bigger development that we that I personally thought at least. So leave some comments down below if you guys have an opinion. Curious to know what your thoughts are. Would you were you like looking forward to an Apple Car? You know, in general. Were you? I mean, I wasn't like waiting for one. It would have been like one of those things, almost in the same light as the the Tesla Roadster, where it's like. You know, like Apple like kept talking about it. There was always news like two or three times a year about it. But it's like, ah, it'll get here maybe at some point. And when it does, then I'll care about it. But I didn't really care too much about it as of right now. I don't know about you. I did not care one iota. Like, yeah, right? I, I could not have cared less about the Apple car. Like, it just, it literally, the idea of it, it just seems so, it just seems so ridiculous to me. Like, I don't want to drive a car made by the same people who make my phone. Like, I my just, computer and, yeah, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't even know why I felt that way. Yeah. It's just like, it just, it just. Like, let me separate had, a little bit. You know, I don't want you yeah. to own all of me. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, everything, like you already have my phone, my laptop, my now yeah. VR headset. Yeah, for sure. You got all my data. You know, everything my about watch. my family. Yeah. Man. So, so Apple's got to let go of the reins a little bit, but, uh, but in a nice little segue to that, you know, because, you know, we'll talk about EVs real quick. Uh, I did have the opportunity to go check out um, the Tesla supercharger opening for Ford EVs, which was cool. So if you guys want to hear that more in depth, I'll give you guys a little synopsis, but definitely check out our sister site, Electric, um, to get a full ins and outs of that. But basically, Tesla opened up their superchargers, their V3 one specifically, uh, to Ford, which is kind of kind of crazy. Um, I don't know what you think about that. What are your thoughts as a Tesla owner? Uh, that's a great thing to me. Yeah. Like I don't really do a lot of traveling, like long range mm-hmm. traveling. So it may be if I did, I would have a different opinion. Cause I don't want, yeah. like it's um, sometimes it's hard to find an open supercharger spot. Um, yeah. and it's like, really, you're going to have more, like, we need more chargers, not less. Um, yeah. but at the same time, it is cool. If like, if I was a Ford owner, I'd be ecstatic for sure. And it's, it's definitely like, a, it was very interesting because they held this quick little meetup. I was there for like 20, 30 minutes and it was at a Wawa, which is depending on where you guys are. It's just like a big convenience store. It's like a Sheets. I love Wawa. It's I great. love, love Wawa. I, they are so nice inside, <laughs> yeah. man. They have good food and it's just like, great food. it's a luxury yeah. experience. Have you been to Bucky's by the way? Uh, like once I've been to like one Bucky's. I got to yeah. go. There's, there's some crazy ones, but I, uh, Bucky's is, it's like a mall. It's like a gas station mall. Yeah. Supposedly, yeah. You know? Yeah. But, uh. But no, yeah, this this Wawa, you could tell because there were some Tesla owners that were just like there charging their car. And then you see this like fleet of like eight Ford cars kind of parking there. And they were, they were like looking, they were like, what is going on here? Right. So, I mean, there's definitely like room for efficiency improvements. Like if you pull up in your Ford, the way where the actual plug is located is, uh, I guess, driver's side top left, like where the hood is. So it takes up two Tesla spots technically because like the Tesla charges on the complete opposite side, I think. Oh no, it does a rear passenger on the left side, but it basically it's just a little inefficient. So like one Tesla Ford light or one Ford lightning was taking up two Tesla spots. So it was kind of throwing some stuff off and I'm sure things will get a little bit more standardized as time goes on. This is a transitionary period for sure. Uh, but it's just, it's just, inter- it's just going to be interesting. Like you, I don't really travel too much. I do probably two road trips a year where I use superchargers, but I was also talking to some of the Ford employees. It was, it's like a psychological thing that they had to do this for. Because most people aren't driving 300 miles a day. 
<laughs> you know, so you're, you're charging at home. It's much cheaper, more efficient. You wake up to a full tank of gas, quote unquote. So just having the ability to use a supercharger is, is more so just like a peace of mind thing than like a necessity in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I think so too. Like it's, it's all about peace of mind and yeah. um, it's a good thing. Like if I was a Ford owner, which who knows, I might be in the future. Um, Ooh, okay. Who knows? Yeah. But I'd be, I'd be happy about that just to know that I could, I'm not going to get yeah. stranded somewhere. Right. Exactly. Because so from what I hear, like the, the other charging networks are just a little, you know, more unreliable. A little uh, less conf confidence inducing as to say, say the least. Yeah. <laughs> to say so, the least. Uh, but you guys want to check that out. Like I said, go over to electric Ford said that they will be sending free adapters to all current and new, uh, Ford EV owners through, I believe July or June 30th cool. will be the last day, which would be nice. And then what's, what's cool is that it's plug and play. There's no additional, like you don't need the Tesla app. You just use a Ford app. You plug it in, starts charging. Uh, Ford said that they're passing through all the chart. Like Tesla's the one making the, the economics decisions like Ford is not making any money off of it. So if, if anything, Tesla's probably coming out on top, like they're monopolizing the modern day gas station, which is maybe kind of scary. I don't know. <laughs> For <laughs> sure. And, and the, um, sure they get a lot of so, tax benefits from this too. Yeah. Like opening it up, but like, say you're a PR dude or, or you're yeah. a writer and they're like, Hey, I want you to come check out our new, our new, um, like compatibility with the Tesla network. Uh -huh. So you live in California and they, where was this? Uh, this was in like new Allendale, New Jersey. Like it, it was 30 minutes, like South of me and like on a single lane highway. So I'm, I'm just thinking like, if like you lived in, a, in LA and they was like, Hey, come check out our new thing. And then you just literally just go plug it in. And it's like, Oh, that was charging. Was, and then you go home. <laughs> that was literally it. I was like, so is this it? And he was like, yeah, pretty much, you know? And I, and it was funny because, uh, so obviously it was mostly Ford people, but they had like two Tesla techs there just in case like something didn't go as planned. And it was supposed to be there like on the down low. Like they were supposed to be there discreetly. Like it was, this was Ford's show. This is Ford's thing. And they show up in a cyber truck. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, like all the people at the Wawa are like looking at the side, taking pictures of the cyber truck, videos of the cyber truck and not paying attention to the Ford people. That's hilarious. So I thought it was funny. It was such a Tesla move. I was like, of course. <laughs> that is hilarious. Still in the thunder. Huh? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, but yeah, so it's open today. If anybody's got a Ford, uh, if you have the adapter, go try it out. You know, you For just sure. literally plug it in with any V3 charger. And it'll work. And it's supposed to be, I think the app is called Bluepoint or something like that, that Ford uses. And yeah, so you can just route everything through there. Supercharging is part of their supercharging network now. So you're good to go if you're a Ford owner. So congratulations, everybody. Congratulations, guys. You yeah. did it. You guys did it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was that's what I did this week. So that was, that was a good time for sure. Very cool. And then we also got into, so now we're in March, some potential March event or maybe press release stuff coming up this month. Uh, we definitely got, well, I'm not gonna say definitely. I'm very confident we're getting new iPads and possibly a little revamp to the MacBook Air lineup, which will be cool. What do, you, what, are your, what do you think is gonna be happening? I know we talked a lot about iPads, but let's give them a little synopsis of what, you, what we think is happening. So new iPad Air, 12.9 um, yeah. inch, uh, new iPad Pros, OLED. Mm -hmm. um, Ready for it. And a little bit, you know, a little bit thinner bezels. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's basically the the main gist of it. And of course the MacBook air uh, rumors as well. But I, I think that iPad air is like we said last week is going to sell a bunch yeah. of those guys for sure. For sure. 
No, I'm definitely ready for uh, an iPad. Like I can tell, I have an M1 iPad Pro, and I'm definitely somebody I push what my iPad can do for the most part. Uh, so for most people, the M1 iPad Pro is more than enough. But I can definitely see my my iPad slowing down a little bit. I also have the baseline model, so it's only 128 gigs. It's only eight gigs of RAM. Um, but I can see because I use it for video editing, and it's starting to kind of choke and hiccup a little bit every now and then. So, so when people say that, I've always thought that was an interesting concept. Like because there could be two reasons for that. Number one, uh-huh. it could be that the software that it's using is improving and in such a rate that the hardware is falling behind. Yeah. Or it could be that you just have too much junk on there and you need to restore it. And I think it's number it two. Because <laughs> I, generally... I looked at my storage and I don't, Apple's got to help us manage this system data category. Like, please. Like, I have... Please help me manage this because I have again 128 gig iPad Pro, and as of I was finishing a video this morning, 67 gigs worth of system data. So that's probably just cache. Like that's probably yeah. just cache from the video. So like if you um... no, but then but then LumaFusion already because I know LumaFusion has its own cache too. So LumaFusion had 29 gigs of storage. So there goes three quarters of my storage gone. Yeah. So you need to figure yeah. out like what is that. Like, and yeah. they don't really show tell you. Like, it's just mm-hmm. completely. Like, I think I'm going to restore my iPad today just to kind of clear it out, remove stuff. Because, like, I don't, again, I only use this iPad for video editing and thumbnail editing. I don't really consume too much content on it. I don't really, like, I use my, my Mac for, like, Slack and communicating with you and the team and things like that. So I don't really need it to do anything else besides run LumaFusion and Affinity Photo. And now I work off of external SSDs, so I don't have any of the footage on the iPad itself. So I think that's what it's going to be until hopefully a new one comes out. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny because the other, I don't know if it was the week before last or last week, we talked about mm-hmm. multiple Thunderbolt ports. Yeah. Um, and, and I think you made the comment that that would look a little weird, which I acknowledge. Yeah, it would. Mm-hmm. But then a friend of mine pulled out their surface and <laughs> right there on the side were two USB-C ports. So I forgot. Yeah. The surface does that already. I think that would be a good thing to have. Maybe yeah. if, if not side by side to have a Thunderbolt port on each end or something mm-hmm. like we need multiple inputs on this yeah. device for sure. No, for sure. And I, I think with the newer one, the, the pro level one that we should get new pin connectors and a new magic keyboard. Like I think Apple's kind of stirring something up to, to help solve that pain point. Cause we've been, yeah. Like these, if Apple continues to make these more and more powerful, putting M3 chips in there and letting like the app ecosystem getting more and more complex, like you're going to need some more IO at the end of the day. People are going to want to put an SD card in there. People are going to want to plug in more peripherals. So if Apple wants it to be what the iPad is capable of being, and I don't even know what Apple, if Apple knows what they want the iPad Pro to be, (laughs) but they're going to want to put a couple more uh, USB-C ports or Thunderbolt ports in there. Yeah. And user profiles, please. Okay. User profiles. Yeah. And then uh, that'll muddy up again the the iPad lineup, and we're definitely going to talk about that as March goes on. But it's just, it's a the iPad lineup is going to be a mess <laughs> in terms of what we can recommend to people. Yeah, unless they get rid of some stuff, which I don't think they would. But um, I think they'll finally phase out the iPad nine generation, or I hope as, so, as purely like an education product, maybe. Uh, but then yeah, we'll have the iPad ten generation, which. It's funny because like the cheapest iPad can do 98% of what the, the most expensive iPad can do, theoretically. Maybe a little bit slower and with the hardware being a little lesser than the Pro. But if 
it'll work the same exact way. The exp like, you're not going to feel like you're using, especially now with all the form factors being pretty much identical, you're not going to feel like you're using something that's $400 versus $1,300. That makes yeah, sense. Now, now do those lesser models support, um, what's it called? What's that weird mode called that I don't like? <laughs> stage manager. Stage manager. <laughs> do those lesser ones support stage manager? No. So the only ones that support stage manager are empowered ones. So okay. That's Air is the, yeah. is the cheapest one that can support stage manager. And then some other ones like, you know, M2 has the hover feature. There's like a little bit of segregation in terms of uh, functionality, but it's very small. Very and like small. you said, like you didn't even remember the stage manager term because not a lot of people use it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. if anything, like on the iPad itself, it makes things feel a little bit more cluttered. It's a stage manager for me is only used on an extended monitor. I never use stage manager on the iPad itself, it, it even just, though I have the 13 inch one. It just doesn't, to me, if they truly believe this is the best way to go, it would be default. Like it would just, yeah. you wouldn't have a choice. Like it would just be, and that's the thing. It's like, they're giving us this choice, but they obviously don't truly believe it's the best way to use an iPad because they, yeah. they did you wouldn't have a choice. It would just be the way it is. So that's kind of how, where I'm at. Like, I feel like it should be either all in or not. Yeah, no, I agree. And isn't stage manager on Mac OS too? Yeah. Which I never <laughs> use. Like, so I, I'm going to try it out after this podcast. Like, does it look like an iPad? Similarly? Yeah. Right. A little bit. Yeah. Like, I wonder why you would want stage manager over what Mac OS already does with the floating windows. On, on Mac OS, you know? Yeah, I, I don't see. I, yeah, it's something I really need to give a fair shot. I, I really need to do that. And yeah. um, I probably will eventually. But I think there may be some, maybe some potential use case. But I just don't see how, like, because the Mac is already so good at multitasking. Yeah, It's not like you're, yeah, it's just not like an iPad at all. No, so. for sure. No, I guess we'll see. We'll see how it goes in March. Definitely subscribe to the channel. And also, also, honestly, let us know if you guys use Stage Manager on Mac OS and how you use it. It'd be cool to know. Yeah, let us know well, in the comments. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. Some, uh, some use cases. And then kind of to round this off, uh, we did get some news. So, I mean, this kind of spurred by a question from the last video. Somebody commented, I believe it was Female Village Elder said, so what have you heard about AI coming to Apple software? And there have been some rumors and leaks and inklings of Apple really pushing forward on generative AI and inputting it or implementing it into Siri. Um, so, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? What do you think? I mean, any improvement to Siri is a net positive, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think that would be a pretty humongous improvement to Siri. Yeah. I'm interested to see how Apple implements it. Obviously, they're not mm -hmm. going to go to the cloud. It's going to be on device. We yeah. already know that, right? So it'll be interesting to see how they go about this. It'll be fun. Yeah. And that neural, um, neural engine is going to be all that more important. And maybe that's the reason why they put so much emphasis on that. I mean, it's already used in a lot of like with, uh, photo editing and, uh, there's, there's applications that use the neural engine heavily. Um, yeah. even with some gaming, uh, applications and stuff like that. But Apple has year over year, they've really beefed this up. And I think that, that may pay dividends with the AI on device. Mm -hmm. that we see. Now, do you have any, I guess, like out of box use cases for Siri right now, aside from like turn my light on or set the temperature? Is it most, mostly just like command based? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's how I use it. As of right now, there's no other use case for me. It's like, Hey, play this. Hey, do this. And that's because realistically, 
Like you can't ask Siri, you can ask her some basic questions, but you can't really go in depth. Like, I wonder if you can even do this. Let me see something. Yeah. Everybody mute yourself. So show me pictures of animals that I shot in September, 2022. That is specific. Yeah, no see, way. show me pictures that I took of animals from September 2022. Yeah, so it just basically pulls up Bing, Bing search. It's not pulling up oh. like stuff from my device. Yeah, um, interesting. So just stuff like that, like just being yeah. able to be real specific or take me to a certain section of the, like launch mm-hmm. the music app and open up my radio tab, like. Yeah. Launched music app with the radio tab open. And that I mean that would be perfect for like I found myself wanting to say so like I'm the type of person when I when I listen to a song, I'll listen to it a million times until same, I, same here. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just sick of it. Yeah. You know? So when I go on a run, I have like a running playlist and I wanted to hear the song again, but I had it on shuffle and I couldn't really like go back to it or so I wanted to be like, you know, play the last song on the playlist again. That's what I wanted to say. And it, it would, it got confused. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. You know? So frustrating. So, I mean, and that's a simple, that's simple, you know, or you want to be able to say like, sing the lyrics along. And I mm-hmm. don't think it does that. If it does, it doesn't do it very well. Yeah. Or just hum a tune or like, there's just so many areas where this thing could get better. Just be better Siri. Yeah. Just be better. Like even <laughs> just command based stuff. It often frustrates me. Like mm-hmm. it's so unreliable. And, um, no, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully that's a big emphasis on iOS 18, you know, the generative AI, but again, everything will be on device. So people can still have that encrypted peace of mind and then just be more useful at the end of the day. Like I would love yeah. to see for Siri to be more useful. I just, I don't really use it that often. I always, even for HomeKit stuff, I usually default to going physically into the app because it's just yeah. easier to, to use HomeKit in the app for me. Yeah, so, and even that doesn't work most of the time. Yeah. It's like <laughs> device. What are they? What are, I have a couple budget light bulbs, and you can tell why they're budget. <laughs> <laughs> what does it often say in the home app? It's like um, devices. It's the most frustrating thing. In the, no response. Oh, that's so annoying. It says it all the time on my. Lights. Yeah, or, or it's like updating dot dot dot, but it stays in that in that thing for forever. That happened last night. I was trying to put my daughter down, and she has one smart light in there that I turn off. And it would not turn off unless I unplugged it because <laughs> it was, and updated. it's like critical. you like, she needs that light off. Turn yeah. It off. Like turn that thing off. So God. So let's see. I mean, that could be a fault of the actual light. Like I said, it's like a cheap light bulb from Amazon. That's part of HomeKit, but still let's get it together. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Let's, but I mean, that should, uh, that's all we have. Right. I mean, is there anything else you kind of want to tell the people before we no, jump off? just, no, just be sure to rate us on uh, the Apple Podcast app and uh, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and be sure to um, leave a comment and tell yeah. us how you use Stage Manager. If you use Stage Manager, uh, tell us how you are, whether or not you are planning on buying a new iPad. Just let mm-hmm. us know all the things down below and talk to us because we do hang out in the comments. So yeah, holler at us. No, we- we would love to have maybe like a little section at the end answering two, three questions that we pick, you know, highlight some people that watch the show and things like that. So that'd be, that'd be fun to kind of interact with you guys. So definitely leave some comments and we'll answer those comments in the next one. Absolutely. All right, man. Hope you have a great right, weekend. Man. Happy March. Enjoy it. You know, everybody's probably, everybody's probably paying their rent today. So have fun. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> uh, all right, everybody. Enjoy the all weekend. Right. We'll talk later. Take care. Peace.